Welcome to the Pilot's Advisor with Ryan Fleming, a first officer with FedEx on the 777 at the helm. On this show, we'll delve deep into tailored financial strategies, insights, and wisdom crafted exclusively for those who rule the skies. We'll help you navigate your financial flight plan with the same mastery you exhibit in the cockpit. Prepare for takeoff into a journey of financial clarity and empowerment. The Pilot's Advisor starts now. Welcome to another edition of the Pilot's Advisor podcast. And we have a, we used to call him a guest. And uh, I think he's going to be, we're going to try to get him on the show a little bit more because, you know, now that we're going to a video podcast, he's definitely the eye candy. We need a little bit of personality. We need a little bit of eye candy. So I'd like to welcome to the show a former guest and co-host today who's been a mentor of mine in this business. He's been in the business a lot longer than me. And I would like to welcome to the podcast, Lee Hyder from Lee Hyder and Associates. What's up, Lee? Well, you know, it's nice to uh, be described as eye candy, especially so early in the morning. But if this is a video, and I think it is, I'm sure uh, we probably lost half the viewers uh, already. <laughs> <laughs> so Lee, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, you know, it's been a great year, though. I mean, you know, not so much a year, but it's been a great winter. I mean, you know, we're sitting here on the shores of Lake Erie, and I honestly can't remember the last time I had to start my snowblower. So I am loving 2024. Well, first of all, we are definitely not sitting on the uh, shores of Lake Erie because I'm down in South Carolina where it's probably at least 20 degrees warmer. But but yes, this is we are recording this after New Year. So happy 2024 is what we should say. Absolutely. And it was an interesting 2023. Uh, certainly, I'm sure for your clients as well as ours. But, you know, we finished off the year with a bang and we're really excited to see what 2024, you know, has in store for us other than some, some crazy political uh, satire that I'm sure we'll be all living with for the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure. And we'll talk about a lot of those issues. Lee, uh, for our for our listeners, I guess our viewers now is what we'll call them since it is on video. How long have you been in the business? Boy, that's uh, that's a real personal question. It's almost like asking my weight, but been in a business 32 years. And you know, we've certainly seen a, a lot of changes, a lot of exciting things, a lot of new and exciting opportunities for investors today. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride for, uh, you know, the past 32, almost 33 years. Yeah. And that's the part, the reason why I love talking to Lee. Um, it's interesting. I've been in the business since 2008 and Lee's been a, a, a mentor of mine for a long, long time. He puts up with me, he puts up with my questions, but I've watched a lot of old advisors kind of get to this point where they're they're unable to evolve with technology. They're unable to evolve with the the changes in the industry. And it is changing rapidly. And and Lee, I feel like you're one of those chameleons that's been able to keep up with changes that have happened over the years and you're open to new ideas. And uh so not only teaching me the business, but also being able to evolve with the business over the years. It's been a lot of fun working with you on that. Boy, let's kind of unpack that uh, last paragraph. Let's see. We first started off as a old advisor, so I'm not really sure I should take that. Then we transitioned into this old advisor, turned into a chameleon. So I'm not really sure what the future has. But certainly today, as, as an investor and as well as an advisor, you really have got to embrace technology. I mean, long gone are the days that, you know, you could just wait for your statement to come in the mail to kind of see how you were doing. And uh, it's it's exciting times. And, and I certainly, uh, you know, recommend and embrace technology, not only for myself, but, you know, even even my clients today, 
because it really is there to just help you weather the storms of you know volatility and the ups and downs in the market that every investor has to deal with. Well, absolutely. And and uh, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today with technology, and we'll get to it probably a little bit later in the show, is just how uh, different companies are using technology to trade nowadays. And obviously, one of the ones I use with a lot of my <clears throat> 401k clients is Howard Capital, and they have an algorithm that's been built out for 20 plus years. And obviously, you've seen the numbers. I mean, it's 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 pretty remarkable what they've been able to do over a long period of time, I think a track record of over 23 years now, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Howard Capital is amazing. I mean, it's really probably one of the best kept secrets in the financial industry, you know, but when you really peel the onion and you kind of really look at what's behind what they do, I mean, their returns literally going back to some of their portfolios, 2002 have really been off the charts. I mean, I think you you ran a report and I think it's available to your advisors how some of their portfolios have really outpaced the S&P for for literally uh you know many 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 years. So it's an exciting portfolio and I'm sure you've got many of your clients uh looking at it if not involved in it as as we do as well. Well, that's the funny part. You know, year by year you can't make investment de- decisions on a on the short term even though a lot of investors do. But yeah, that report we ran with the strategy that we use in that 401k has outperformed the S&P by 37% over a 22-year period. And I, w- I want to update those numbers again. Um, so when you start looking at that, it's like, wow, man, Like it might not beat the S&P every single year, but over the long term, it definitely does. But that, and, you know, I want to I want to talk about some of those things though too. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and for the average investor, I mean, you know, investing in itself, you need to be courageous. You know, a lot of people think that you know, uh, you know, they get into a portfolio and they may have honestly got into it at the wrong time, if there is a wrong time, and it's about expectations. I mean, not every portfolio is going to perform immediately, but again, when you really look, just going back to Howard Capital again, when you look at their historic numbers, and that's really what it's about. You know, the, their returns are very impressive, but equally, they've had some years where they've had some down years, and honestly, I tell my clients, I kind of embrace the down years because it shows you it's a real portfolio and it's not always going to- It's know, not a Bernie Madoff portfolio. How about uh, that? Ab- absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you, you've got to show some losses, but to be an investor, you need to be courageous and you need to sit tight and certainly you need to have confidence. And that's probably where it starts, confidence in the market and certainly confidence in a professional such as yourself, You know, who's helping them make their financial decisions. Well, I definitely have plenty of uh, confidence in Howard Capital and what we're doing and how the algorithm works and how we're able to look at momentum in the markets and stuff like that. But you brought up an interesting point that I definitely want to talk about. I had a client, and this is an older client, you know, and all he wants to talk about is the S&P 500. And I said, hey, well, look at this. This is the long-term performance. Well, guess what? I got him as a new client in August of this year, right as the market starts tanking. And within like a month and a half, he's he's you know, talking to me every like five days going, well, this obviously is not keeping up with the S&P. This is a horrible portfolio, you know? And it's like, dude, you, you, you signed up at the very wrong, like perfectly wrong time. And we're in a down market now. I can't, I can't, you know, fix when you came into the portfolio, but you had, you know, it, it was funny to me that the a client not understanding that the market's going to do what the market's going to do. And I can't, spit out a return immediately uh, based off what's going on in the market, if that makes sense. No, it, it, it's ironic you say that. I actually had almost an identical story with a client that came in in August. 
And then in October, he was down about 13%, you know, and immediately he was comparing some of the things he was doing on his own that were up. But number one, he wasn't comparing apples to apples. I mean, he was only in our portfolio for about six weeks compared to, you know, his other portfolio that he was in all year. But the irony of it was by the end of the year, literally, I mean, it was like October 27th, he was down 13%. But by the end of the year, he was up 1%. So literally in about six weeks, he had about a 13% swing in the portfolio. Now, the sad part is, you know, many people are going to make a knee-jerk decision and their portfolio is down 13%. They get scared. They listen to the TV, the radio, the, the internet, their smart golfing buddies, and they make a very dangerous decision and say, well, the portfolio is not working. It's not what you said it is. And they get out. And in that case, had he done that, he would have missed that 13% bump in literally a, you know, a five, six-week period of time. Well, and I, I view that as like, hey, you, you don't have a long-term picture of how this is going to work over the long term. When we make investment decisions, it has to be unemotional. It has to be long-term. And there's a long-term track record there that definitely works. I had another client that got in and he goes, hey, well, the S&P was, yeah, I think we finished the, this year at like 25%. Right. I, he started with us in April and immediately he's like, well, you know, we didn't outperform the S&P 500. And I was like, well, you know, the S&P did this from the time you signed up till the end of the year. And it was like 11.3%. During that same time period, we did 14%. Right. You know, so, so in actuality, we outperformed, you know, what he would have been in. But I once think, again, clients don't under, they don't get it, man. They well, look I, at little think, snapshots. Yeah. I, I think the hardest thing for clients really is setting the expectation. And, and you can show a client that, you know, this particular portfolio and personally, I kind of like to, you know, almost what I call sell or introduce the downside of a portfolio. Meaning if, if a client can't tolerate the downside that this portfolio has produced in the past, then they'll never achieve the return that they want. So the hardest thing for a client to do is really accept. Now, they all say, oh, no, no, I understand there's risk. And hey, in 2008, I tolerated, you know, the downside of the market. But it seems very funny that, you know, even if you just get maybe a small 10% correction in a portfolio, that all of a sudden they panic, they forget what they said, they forget they were a long-term investor. The portfolio doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Oh, my God. See, now, th this is where you don't understand pilots, though, Lee. And I need you to start understanding pilots. You know, I'm a pilot. So you've gotten to know me well over the years. Oh, yeah. Pilots are all type A. They're all experts in everything. And they want all of the upside and none of the downside. That, that they want their cake and they want to eat it too. Nothing a matter with that if you can find it, you know, and, and, and when, <laughs> when you when you find that portfolio or that plane that's only going to go up and never has to land, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that trip any day. But, but isn't it amazing that that's what clients expect? Well, I, I think, you know, the, the challenge is there's so much information out there today, you know, and it's very dangerous. You've got the TV 24-7. You've got the radio. You've got the Internet. You've got so-called smart friends. And I'm always amazed at these, you know, they're smart friends that, um, you know, they have the lifestyle that, you know, their friend will say, well, geez, you know, my buddy is really smart. He's got the big house and he's got the beautiful car and he travels all over the world. Little does he know that same person comes into my office and borrowed half of his 401k on a loan and it's got $20,000 on credit cards. So you got to be real careful where you uh, take advice or, or who you point to, to be that North star to give you advice. Well, I think what I've learned is I'm just going to determine who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with, because I've watched so many horrible uh, decisions made by pilots. Also, 
where they have unrealistic expectations, where they really don't, you know, they don't know what they don't know. I, I recently had a client that wanted to take $900,000 out of his 401k to buy a house. So first off, he didn't want to get a, a, a mortgage, which even at rates the way they are now, I'd still want my money working for me somewhere else, right? Yeah, absolutely. Didn't, didn't want to do that, wanted to pay cash for it. And his plan was to take $900,000 out of his 401k and he's 55 years old. And I'm like, time out, brother. Let's 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 back up a little bit. First of all, this is a retirement account. You're going to get hit with a 10% penalty to even take money out. You know, let alone the bad decision of paying cash for a property. Right. Let alone you haven't paid taxes on any of this money. It's all tax deferred. And you know, even though he was the expert coming to me, all right. of a sudden he's like, "Oh, wait a second. Yeah. I think I think the type rope that you know sometimes we have to walk is. It appears people are really asking for advice, but I think sadly, a lot of them are not really asking for advice. They're asking us to confirm what they think they want to do. And then when we bring to their attention that it's really probably not the most prudent or best decision to get them where they want to go, then it becomes a little resentful. And, you know, quite often at that point, they make bad decisions. Well, for sure. And I, I, I'm pretty honest when I have my initial meeting with people. I say this is the tough love program. You know, I'm I'm going to tell you if I think what you're trying to do is not right, and I'm not and I'm not going to you know sugarcoat it. Um, and maybe we're not a good fit for each other. But I think more and more, and and I've learned this from you. I've learned it from other advisors in the industry that really you are are when you have a meeting with a client, you're looking to see how if this is going to be a good client that they're going to be coachable um, to make sure that they're going to be able to understand how markets work. You can teach them and they have realistic expectations. How do, and, how do you handle issues like that with clients? Well, first first of all, number one, I, I think the, the, the first thing you have to really do, number one, as I've said a few moments ago, is you've got to really set the expectations. And are their expectations realistic or not? And then what's a little different about I know how you run your practice and how we run our practice is, is we have a philosophy. You know, we have a particular strategy, a philosophy that's time tested over a long period of time that ultimately is going to give them the returns that that they're seeking. The challenge that a lot of people have, though, is, you know, they don't have an investment philosophy. Their investment philosophy is, well, I want to make money. And then the question is, well, how are you going to do that? Well, I just you know want you to pick the good stuff. You know, so we really have to break it down. And, and as I know, you've written some books. I've written a few books. I teach at universities as well. It really starts at an education. I mean, you know, our, our, our core philosophy is not do what I say because I'm smarter than you. It's let's get into a conversation. Let, let me share with you my philosophy. Let me see if you have a philosophy. And if not, let's see if we can help you accept a philosophy that makes sense. And when we do that, we'll design a particular portfolio in your 401k or your other investments that you can live with, not only in the good times, because it's certainly easy to be a, an investor when the market's doing well, but the real challenge, you know, when the, the the rubber meets the road is when the market's going through, you know, volatility, you know, how does the client really deal with that? And, and to me, that's the important thing. And education tends to get them over that hump. Attention aviators, when you've spent years in the cockpit managing the complexities of flight, isn't it time you navigated your retirement with the same precision? Introducing RetirePilots.com. Right at your touchdown zone on our homepage, there's a beacon flashing, get my free toolkit. Click and you'll be cleared for a direct route to the Pilots Advisor Retirement Toolkit, which is tailor-made for pilots like you. 
Inside, you'll find two important books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilots Retire Early. Decipher the nine critical decisions when retiring before 65 and discover the seven lessons to help pilots land safely in retirement. But that's not all. This free toolkit is packed with altitude high value, including extras to get your retirement plans off the runway. When you order this free toolkit, you'll receive crucial tax planning information. You'll also discover ways to light the afterburners on your 401k. And you'll even earn a free portfolio analysis. So captains and first officers, don't let turbulence disrupt your golden years. Start your descent to a clear, comfortable retirement. Vector on over to retirepilots.com to grab your free Pilots Advisor Retirement Toolkit. And let's embark on this journey together. Retirepilots.com. That is the case of greed versus fear. Like when the markets were having the big correction in 2022, uh, you know, the far majority of my clients are still working. And I go, this is great. Where's your money at right now? Let's go buy into this market at a you know 20 30% discount we make most of our money in a down market we just don't realize it well, well the funny yeah. part is when there's that dumpster fire out there everybody's running away from it when they well, should they should be running towards it right exactly. they should be running towards it and as you say, a dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, a good financial advisor is like a fireman. I mean, we run into the burning building because that's when some of these incredible opportunities are on sale. You know, and if you went to the supermarket and if, and if a steak used to cost you $15 a pound, but for some reason now it was selling for, you know, $7.99 a pound, I would assume you would probably fill up your cart with a lot of those items that you know you're going to use in the future. And it's the same thing in the market. Take advantage of down opportunities. Don't be fearful. That's when people really, you know, make a significant amount of money in the market. Well, absolutely. We make that money in the down market. We just don't realize it. And I, I know clients know to buy low and sell high. I know they know that, but they just don't do it. And emotions cause us to do the exact opposite. And what I find interesting is when the market started taking off again, um, here the last you know month or two of of 2023, all of a sudden all this money showed up. Hey, can you get me in the market? Hey, can I got this to invest? Hey, I've been sitting on this, you know, fifty thousand dollars. Can we get in the market? And it's like, well, where were you, you know, three months ago? Right. I mean, because the message is out there. The messaging is out there. Clients just let their emotions drive their decisions, which doesn't help them with investing. One of the things I kind of pride myself on is, is I sometimes, and maybe this is because I teach and maybe this is because I write boring books on investing, is I try to find, you know, like metaphors or examples that really just are very simple, but they make sense. And one of the ones that I use with investors quite often as it relates to a down market and how to deal with it is, you know, if like here we are in Ohio and even though we have no snow on the ground, you know, if you looked at some of my trees, you would wonder why I don't take an ax to them because they look dead. You know, the branches are brittle, there's no leaves on them, and it just, they look like a dead tree. But we all know that, you know, you don't cut a tree down in February because there's no leaves on it and the branches are brittle. Now, very honestly, you know, that tree may not come back next year, but what has always happened, and, you know, we used to have a peach tree in our backyard, you know, many, many years ago. And the tree would go through periods of time where it was dormant and it didn't produce the fruit that it used to. But then a year or two years later, all of a sudden we had a bumper crop and we were rewarded for not cutting the tree down. And it's the same thing in a portfolio. Portfolios go through periods. They go through cycles, but that's not a time to throw out the portfolio, to cut the tree down and, and look for a better nursery. 
Well, absolutely, Lee, Lee and I've I've always enjoyed your metaphors. Um, just you know, it makes something that's going on in the market or or some. Uh, uh, something that we're dealing with as advisors, and you've always had a way to explain it where it makes sense. We're like, ah, okay, well, yeah, I'm that's not, great. I'm, I'm not a big fan of your uh, metaphors of old or chameleon-like, but we can we can work on that with you. Well, those those aren't metaphors; those are just facts. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my green wrinkled skin. You may have a point there when I on that chameleon. Well, what are you? You're only like 45, right? But yeah, I'm, I'm almost double 45. You know what? I'm actually, believe it or not, and I'm sure your viewers are going to say they can't believe it either. You know, looking at this incredible video, no makeup, no surgery, but I'm actually going to be 68 in March. Matter of fact, it's March 11th. So if any of the viewers, you know, you don't want my address to send me a card or a gift or, you know, anything, you know, where, you know, this, this chameleon would, would, would certainly appreciate it. Well, and, and what, let's give Lee the props he deserves. He's down like 25 pounds. Um, he's looking great. I mean, you've really, really, uh, taken a turn over the past year and just probably are more energetic than I've seen you in the past five. Energetic. Wow. That's, that's, that's a new one too. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, you get to a certain place in your life, you know, kind of like investing where you got to, you know, take an assessment of where you are and where you want to be. And, uh, you know, we're sitting tight. We're trying to take care of ourselves. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.